Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You know, there, there, there are signs, but they weren't clear. Like if, if you ever talk to a schizophrenic person, mm-hmm. Who isn't sort of in a, who, who isn't having a full-blown psychotic episode? They're they sound like you know they sound maybe weird. They have some weird ideas, but if you give them just a little bit of runway, you can kind of you can say, you can say okay yeah yeah okay I, I see what they're I see what they're saying. I I didn't think she was a danger to anybody or herself. That is the voice of Rohini Bessasaras, uh, ex-boyfriend Jeffrey, who had joined us on the phone a few months ago, telling us that, uh, you know, as far back as 2012 and throughout their relationship and leading up to her murderous attack, that she was hearing voices, suffering episodes of schizophrenia and bouts of paranoia and had been for some time leading up to the murderous attack. And today a court agreed and rule and will rule on Tuesday that uh, she is not criminally responsible for the 2015 stabbing that killed 28-year-old newly married Rosemary Juner. She was in a shopper's drug mart in the city's financial district. It was packed. And it's not that she didn't do it. That's not up for debate. What happened today is that the defense presented uh, a defense of not criminally responsible due to a mental disorder and the Crown agrees, so the judge will rule on that. And it comes just a couple of days after a jury had found she is, in fact, fit to stand trial. So how can you be not criminally responsible if, in fact, you're found to be fit to be tried? Let's ask. Calvin Barry is a criminal defense lawyer who acted for the accused of this case at the outset. He joins us now. Calvin, uh, let's talk a little bit about what happened today, because this is a woman that you represented from early on. Are you surprised that this is the direction that it's gone? Uh, no, not at all. Uh, I knew, I predicted it would be a judge alone with the consent of the Attorney General. 95% of first-degree, second-degree murders are with 12 people in front of uh, a jury of, of one's peers. Uh, so uh, I, I thought this is the way it was going to go and that the Crown was eventually going to consent and, and propose a joint joint position of not criminally responsible to the Superior Court judge. You know, I... Which begs the question, then, why would they have called a jury in to decide whether or not, um, you know, this woman was fit to stand trial? Because they decided, yes, she can stand trial. And then today, when we expect the trial to start, uh, the defense comes forward with the NCR and the Crown agrees. Was that always uh, the plan or did something change behind the scenes? No, no, I think that there's two separate issues that the public has problem grappling. One is... Are you fit to even have your trial? And the best example I can think of is One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, a famous movie for anybody over 40 years of age. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, fit means do you understand who the judge is? Do you understand the function of the judge? Do you understand who the crown attorney, the DA is? Do you, do you understand what a defense lawyer does? And if the person stands up and says, I think the judge is a devil, I think the defense lawyer is my enemy, and I think the crown is my friend, um, and they're looking around and laughing in the courtroom as an example. And I've had situations like that when I was doing homicides as a prosecutor in the day. And then what would happen is they say, well, you're unfit. 
you can't have a trial until you get better. So then you go away to CAMH and you're inpatient and you can't leave and they get you better, either by psychotherapy or by medication or by time uh, or by reducing external stressors. Uh, and then you are brought back for your trial. Uh, so that's much different from at the time of the allegation. And sometimes, for example, an allegation of stabbing could happen less than a minute. During that time frame, and maybe coming up to it, were you insane is the old term, and now it's not criminally responsible. Is it that you couldn't appreciate what you were doing and knowing it was wrong? And there's a test in the case law under Section 16 of the Criminal Code. And so she was found fit but she was found not criminally responsible at the time of the allegation. Another defense that can make you completely not guilty, and they use it in sleepwalking sometimes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is automatism. And that's when you're an automaton, but this means that you're not guilty by reason of not being criminally responsible. You lack the guilty mind. You lack the guilty act, at least for that time frame when the tragic allegation occurred. And you had this client, Rohini uh, Bessasar, you had this from the, the, the beginning. And this case, I think, shocked everybody because you've got this beautiful young woman. She's in finance. You know, everything seems to be going right for her. But it's clear now, looking back from 2012, that this woman had severe issues. Did you know when you were representing her that this case was going to be a challenge? Oh, 100%, because... The problem you have as a defense lawyer, you have a lot of ethical and legal obligations, not only to the court, but to the law society and to the public. Uh, You're a participant in the justice system. And basically, you know, how do you take a retainer from somebody? How do you get legal instructions? Sometimes you're on top of it. Sometimes you're not. My my grandmother died of autism. and I mean, not autism, of Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. Um, And anyways, sometimes she'd be completely... Corpus mentis, and other times she would not. She would think I was her son, mm-hmm. think I was a stranger. Sometimes she'd give me a hug, and sometimes she'd punch me. I mean, schizophrenia, uh, the diagnosis for for the uh, person before the court, uh, Ms. Bezosar, is, is, is sometimes fluid, and fitness is fluid, and sometimes she was completely sane, and other times she wasn't. Sometimes she wanted me to order uh, a Vanier Women's uh, Custodial Facilities uh, in Milton, the the Economist magazine. She wanted the Washington Post. She wanted the New York Times. She wanted the Globe Globe and Mail. Uh, And and then other times she was just staring into space and saying that somebody had implanted a, a microchip in her head, and she wanted me to call the Prime Minister, President Trump. She wanted me to call the FBI, the CIA, CSIS. And, and tell them to take it out. And so uh, in terms of being a lawyer and doing the right thing, it's, it's, it's real quite a, a tightrope, and that's why they have, uh, you know, uh, specialized courts mm-hmm. deal with people with mental disorders, and, and, and it's quite a challenge for the Crown Attorney, who's trying to do the right thing, and is trying to be fair uh, for the judge, who has to decide whether someone's either faking it or are they really criminally uh, not responsible at the time, or are they fit or not to know the proceedings to even, to even stand fit that stand for a trial. Yeah, I mean, we do have a system in place, but it is severely lacking because, I mean, if you ask the family of Rosemary Junor, I mean, they're devastated by this because, you know, while uh, while the accused may have her issues, it doesn't change the outcome for them. And all they know is their life has been destroyed and Rosemary is gone. And what justice is in there for them? Well, it's terrible. It's terrible and it's tragic indeed. 
But, you know, uh, in this country with the Charter and the Constitution and the substantive law, uh, it's hard to... It's hard to, you know, incarcerate somebody for the rest of their life when they really, really, and forensic psychiatrists, uh, are, you know, have, have expert opinions that, that, that are, are accepted by a, a judge or a jury, uh, you know, didn't know what they were doing. Now, you know, look at analogy. What about impaired self-induced intoxication? What about impaired death when you're driving on the roads? Well, that's, you know, people don't intend uh, look at that, you know, Marco Muzzo, nobody, he didn't intend to kill people, and you do need a, a guilty act and a guilty mind most of the time in Canada, but sometimes for policy reasons, the reasoning is somewhat uh, dealing with a little bit of academic dishonesty, I suppose, but, but for policy reasons, if you, if you get drunk, you self-induce yourself, and you, you take the victim as you find him or her, and that's why that gentleman got 10 years in a penitentiary, when you're dealing with mental, though, yeah. with, with mental disorders, like, you know, she didn't go and, you know, take some drug to make her crazy. It was quite the contrary. She needed prescription drugs probably to stabilize her, and she wasn't of that mind at the time of the offense is, is what this finding is. And sometimes as a prosecutor, I had to throw the towel in on behalf of the public, on behalf of the deceased family, arguably, because, because it, it was the just lawful and, and proper thing to do. Um, you know, sometimes, just like I had to withdraw a murder, murder, uh, murder case, I knew the guy did it. Mm. There was either witnesses that were scared or a witness died or, 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 or we, we couldn't use the evidence of polygraph or confidential informants. And so you had to, you know, withdraw, withdraw, withdraw the case and, and the family was devastated. Here, what an innocent, what an innocent uh, deceased person. Who would think that a day in King and working hours in a weekday that you would be in a dangerous zone yeah. versus if you're at, you know, some bad place where drug dealers frequent and, 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 and you're going to buy drugs at four in the morning, you know, like that, that, that's what really shocked not only Canada, but this made worldwide news. I mean, I was on uh, Good yeah. Morning America talking about this tragedy. Sure. And, and just before I let you go, I mean, the, the, I think the big thing is that we're seeing so many of these NCR cases. Uh, you know, you've got the Alberta stabbings, you've got yeah. this case. I mean, people are starting to see these things and, you know, it's becoming a troubling trend. And that's all because we don't have a real system in place to deal with mental illness that may have caught the red flags that were waving for so long. Well, yeah, so look, look at that Greyhound. I mean, Greyhound bus yep. has been in the news because it's continuing yep. services. But remember, uh, that person was found Vinsley, yep. not criminally responsible. And, and he, you know, in the daytime on a Greyhound bus in front of people, uh, cut a guy's head off mm-hmm. uh, for no reason other than he thought that the guy was some monster coming at him. And he was found not criminally responsible. And apparently he's out in the public now, you know, albeit after four years and, you might remember another terrible tragedy with a police officer in Toronto yep. who was not criminally responsible at the very same courthouse where Ms. Begasar was and, and, and the uh, wife and family and, and fellow officers and sister officers of the deceased were outraged. So I don't know what the answer is. I know mental disorders, you have to understand them. I think that there's been a great move in the last 30 years of, of mental illnesses being you know, not such a social stigma and, you know, 25 years ago, you'd say you're retarded. Now you have autism. 25 years ago, you're insane. Now you're not criminally responsible. But you're right. More education, more resources, so we can at least hope that we that we got that we get it right. Yeah. Well, we'll stay tuned. Thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it, Calvin. Thank you. Have a good weekend.
That is Calvin Berry, and the decision on that will come out Tuesday. But again, I don't expect that there will be much debate on that. I'd be surprised otherwise. On uh, Point on Global News Radio.